Please lower your head and watch your step while boarding. Welcome to the Attractions Podcast. You are all clear for dispatch. Have fun. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 159 of the Attractions Podcast, sponsored by MEI and Mouse Fan Travel. I'm Seth. And I'm Carly. And we are here to talk to you about the latest and greatest in theme park news and more, as well as what is going on in our own lives. And boy, uh, I think we have both had pretty exciting lives the last couple of weeks. Uh, I was out uh, entirely last time. Thank you uh, for holding down the fort with Farron. Um, uh, uh, some of my excitement was uh, kind of news in the queue worthy. Um, but yours uh, was also pretty amazing. So why don't you kick it off? Tell it, folks where you have been lately. Yes, I am not in my usual surroundings if you're watching us because I am on Dolly Parton's tour bus. So this is a brand new experience at Dollywood where you can actually stay on her latest tour bus and it's parked outside of the Dream More Resort, which is their on-site resort. And it is a two-night, I'll say, true experience because it's not just sleeping on a tour bus. You have concierge, you have park tickets, you have private onboard chef dinners, and it is a little expensive, so I'm not going to lie, but all the money goes to the Imagination Library, which if you're not familiar, it is Dolly Parton's charity where kids from birth through five get one book sent to them a month completely for free to the family so it is eligible Uh. for all children in the united states it's now i believe in australia they're working on even being more global but totally free any kid can enroll and it is an amazing organization so stays here go to that bring books to kids that's a great cause that sounds fantastic yeah um wow (laughs) <laughs> that that ju- just incredible um yeah look for a video tour of that on our attractions uh yes. website coming up mm-hmm. because that's that is certainly uh i'd say that that that's up there with a galactic star cruiser as a once in a lifetime experience and and right you know, and that's not fictional, uh, though, even though Dolly does kind of sometimes seem like a, a superhero <laughs> or a fictional character. Sometimes she, she is she real. Is. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's amazing. Um, so uh, my week, uh, well, my previous week, I was not here because uh, I was up in the New York, New Jersey area uh, visiting family. And uh, I also uh, got to see something really cool uh a giant puppet called uh little amal uh who is, represents uh, a refugee and she has been uh touring uh, uh through new york recently and and kind of around the world and across the country uh it's an amazing like uh this girl who is like i don't know 12 15 feet tall and there's a, a person inside her and then people uh, manipulating her arms um, and uh, we got to see her in Bryant Park, which is most people know from Fashion Week. Um, but uh, they they had a dance performance and uh, a theatrical performance around her, all for free. Uh, and with you know hundreds, thousands of people there um, around her, uh, very one, very much one of those only in New York experiences. Right. Um, <laughs> uh, but like, then what I did you do today? Cup- I wanted to see a giant puppet. <laughs> 
uh and i you know i wish i could have uh spent more time up there i i had to cut my uh my trip short for hurricane ian um had to uh rush home and secure the cats uh and uh ride out the storm and um thankfully uh you know no major damage to my house um uh we only lost power for one day but you know i still have friends who have lost power who have uh major flooding in their homes um so a lot of a lot of damage a uh, lot of debris still to clean up here in orlando uh so it, it was a it was a rough and scary couple days uh building up to a hurricane is one of the most anxiety inducing things you can possibly right. imagine uh <clears throat> you know um and then uh, the storm itself was really slow and really long. Uh, so it was it was basically like a day and a half, almost two solid days of, of getting really beaten by the, the weather. Um, but, uh, you know, I'm still here. And uh, I, I got to say, um, I know there's a lot of argument o on social media over whether the, the parks should have reopened as earlier as the, as early as they did. Uh, and we'll definitely talk about that in the news. Right. Um, but I was very grateful the day after the storm when I still didn't have power back on uh, to be able to have my annual pass uh, and go to Disney to go to Epcot and get a couple good hot meals uh, since I'd been eating, uh, you know, cold sandwiches for, for a few days. And, right. uh, and you deserve that mental break. I feel like people. Yeah, are it was really it was really helpful. But it is a mental gymnastics that your brain goes through during a hurricane. Yeah. And so to be able to have a somewhere that felt safe, I think is yeah. important, you know. And I, I was really grateful. Uh, you know, some of the guests were a little grumpy and on edge, which is understandable. Right. But uh, all the cast members that I, I interacted with that day were just on point. Um, so, uh, you know, kudos to uh, right. the, the, the employees of the local parks for um, riding out the storm and then getting back to work uh, and um, helping people move forward with the, uh, you know, trying to get back to normal. Uh, and we will definitely talk more about that in uh, just a bit. Uh, but I think right now, before we go any further, it is time to get into the news. All right, we're going to start by sweeping those hurricane clouds away with a little bit of happy Christmas time yeah. news. The Epcot Candlelight Processional Celebrity Narrators have been announced for this coming year, uh, returning starting on November 25th. Uh, and along with favorites like Neil Patrick Harris, uh, we have some great new additions coming to the lineup this year. Yes, I was really excited, particularly for uh, Samu Liu. I don't know if I ever say his name right. Uh, he was just on Celebrity Jeopardy and was hilarious. So when yeah. I saw this announcement, I was like, I have to see him because I feel like he is going to absolutely nail this. Abs 
you know what there there is a set script the orchestra and the singing christmas tree choir they're always there doing the same thing every night uh but what makes this worth going back to over and over is that uh each of the narrators uh aside from you know they they take the christmas story seriously they're mm -hmm. he, i doubt he's gonna improv with that part no. of it <laughs> but they each have some little segments where, where they're able to uh you know give a little bit of their their personal touch and uh give their spin to it and uh, I'm sure he is going to be fantastic. Um, I'm uh, going back uh, on Broadway to uh, Boy George's Taboo, which oh. I think me and Rosie O'Donnell were the only ones who saw. Mm -hmm. But I've always been a big uh, fan of Raul Esparza. Yes, me too. I saw that <laughs> many times on Broadway. It was a travesty that it did not do well. Taboo was amazing. Listen yes. to it. The soundtrack is on Spotify. Love so, it. So Raul Esparza is new this year. Um, Josh Gad, wow. uh, another Broadway veteran turned uh, Disney star. He's back. Um, and uh, Mariska Hardigay. Um, I don't know if she's going to sol solve a crime maybe <laughs> on stage, but um, yeah. And, the, and then we've got some, um, some real all-time classics. Uh, Edward James Olmos always does an amazing job of this. Right. Uh, like I mentioned, um, Neil Patrick Harris, uh, classic whoopi goldberg's returning angela bassett uh it's a great lineup this year I, I, it's like almost all a-listers which i know they always have a mm -hmm. nice mix but the talent that they yeah. got this year is really impressive no. so you're I mean, guaranteed to see someone really cool isabella rossellini gloria stefan she's another new one i mean real real heavy hitters so right um, I think this year will be, I usually don't do the dining packages, but I think this year you should maybe you, think you might, about doing You might it. think about it. Yeah, um, yeah October 6th, um, uh, that is the date that those are going on sale. So uh, if you are interested, uh, you definitely are going to want to check uh, out those dining packages. I also discovered something, and I don't know if anything like this will be around for uh for christmas but this was you know we probably talked about the show but it was totally new to me when i was at epcot we went into the florida blue medicare pavilion mm -hmm. uh which is turned taken over the, yeah. the old marrakesh restaurant yeah. and they came around and gave us free wristbands for eat to the beat concert uh just uh you know they're like we have wristbands for the reserved dining section do you want them for free um so if if there's ever like one of those free private lounges and that for that one i thought we had to like be a florida blue member or something right all you do is is scan a qr code and fill in your name and boom you're in uh if nothing else the cold brew coffee like you could you would buy that out in the park for like six bucks right. so and totally, just that totally worth it Gorgeous. Oh my god! I love so going and just sitting in there, like you said, taking a little break. Uh, it's a perfect space. Yeah, yeah. So if if one of these people, uh, one of these candlelight processional celebrities are your all-time fave, go ahead, October sixth, uh, hit the website um, and look into those dining packages. Uh, but um, if uh, you know if you are in the park and looking for one of those concerts, uh, see if there's any of those free lounges going on and. You might luck out. Right. All right. Next up, 
Disney After Hours events are coming back for 2023 uh, in Disney World starting in January. Uh, January 4th is the first one. And they're going to be held on select nights between January and April 19th at both Hollywood Studios and Magic Kingdom. Yes, and these events are basically like... I almost think of it as a park day divided into two. So it is a whole nother way for them to make another separate admission to get in the evening. Uh, it is a value if you're interested in going on rides. You know, yeah. Mickey's not so scary. All those are about the special experiences and not wasting your time on attractions. After hour events are for going on rides with limited capacity. Right. Um, it's kind of it's sort of like if they did a party and left out all the entertainment right. and characters that make it a party. Um, <laughs> I remember back in the day they used to have a thing called e-ticket night where you could just add on. It was like 20 bucks, maybe mm -hmm. 20, 25 bucks. And you got to stay an extra two or three hours in the park. Uh, this is pretty much the same sort of thing. Uh, you do not have to already have daytime admission to do one of these right. things. That's what sort of makes it like the hard ticket parties in that you can just buy this event. Uh, you get three hours after the park closes. Plus, you can show up uh, two and a half hours early for a mix-in. Uh, so you're basically getting five, five and a half hours inside the park. Um, right. and, and the ticket is comparable with a daytime admission anyway. So if you think of it like that, you know, I think it I, could work out. I, I think, yeah, if you are already an annual pass holder or you've got a DVC, you do get uh, a modest discount on it. But um, yeah, if basically if you do not, uh, if you're not uh, already uh, getting a discount, you're paying basically the same as you would for the entire, I don't know, uh, 12 hour day during the daytime is what you're paying for for three hours plus a couple more at night. Um, the thing that makes it a good value in theory is the shorter waits. Um, and but that's in theory, you know, that's you know that's in theory. You know, <laughs> we don't know how much they will. So I what I will say is what will make it if, even if the weight is not necessarily shorter, what will make the lines faster is I do not believe they use uh, any kind of genie plus or um, lightning lane during these events. Um, and so that would definitely uh, cut back on um, on the bottlenecks. SeaWorld San Diego announces Arctic Rescue Roller Coaster, which is opening up uh, in spring of 2023 as the longest and fastest straddle coaster on the West Coast. Yes, this looks really amazing. I am just really excited for the theming, I think. Awesome. I like straddle coasters just fine. Uh, I love the way you're sitting. It's just like you're on a motorcycle. Uh, but the theming of this looks really cool. And it's if you care at all about, you know, the work that SeaWorld is doing, this is kind of embracing all of their, you know, kind of thoughts and feelings towards animals and putting it in a coaster form. So, uh, yes, uh, the snowmobile style race uh, ride vehicles look suspiciously similar to the ones that uh, are being used for the dark coaster uh, ride, uh, 
ride that we recently talked about, and that's over at Bush Gardens. So maybe the uh, SeaWorld Bush uh, conglomerate got a, a discount by right. uh, <laughs> buying two sets of, of snowmobiles. Yeah, <laughs> buying in bulk. But I, what really sets this apart is uh, the way they are making the queue and launch station inside yes. the wild arctic exhibit uh, i have not been to, through the wild arctic exhibit in san diego but i'm very familiar with the version we have in orlando uh and basically you know we have a had a very mediocre simulator ride uh, that was like a star tours knockoff right um that i'm not sure even runs anymore uh if it does still run it probably shouldn't um, but then a really cool walkthrough exhibit uh, featuring uh, these gorgeous whales, uh, uh, the white, these white, uh, I think they're beluga whales. Um, sorry, my, my dad's a marine biologist, but I am not. <laughs> um, yes, they're belugas. They also have a ring seal and walruses. Um, and these are all threatened animals. Um, and the the way they have sculpted that uh, walkthrough so immersive um but it it gets overlooked because uh the you know the simulator ride is is so lame right. um so the the idea that they are taking that exhibit and making it into a, a basically a giant pre-show for a roller coaster i just hope that the animals are insulated from the roller coaster itself so they don't have to listen or feel oh. those vibrations right you know <laughs> Can you imagine your house shaking? It's like living next to a subway train. It's like, That's a really <laughs> good point. I mean, but if it is done well, if it's executed well, it will be really cool to go in there. Yeah. So uh, for you coaster nerds, here are the stats. 16 seat trains, uh, up uh, several launches going 34, 38 and 40 miles per hour. Uh, maximum heights only 30 feet. Uh, from what I understand, San Diego is very limited in how tall they're allowed right. to build things because they're right there on the coast. Um, so it it, it sounds like it's kind of like a terrain coaster, uh, you know, very, very low to the ground. Um, so that's, I, I think that's going to be really exciting uh, when that opens up in 2023. And uh, if you want to be the first, uh, their past members are uh, going to be the first to get to ride it. Yes, that will be really cool. We'll keep an eye out. I was able to visit that walkthrough last year and it was mm -hmm. amazing. So I am fingers crossed. They do a great job with it. Anyway, uh, SeaWorld or I'm sorry, SeaWorld.com slash San-Diego is the place to go for more information about this upcoming coaster. And hopping uh, a slightly up the coast yeah. <laughs> uh, to CityWalk Hollywood at Universal, uh, there is a new store called Universe. Uh, I think that's how you pronounce it. It's uh, U-N-I-V-R-S because we don't need vowels. No. <laughs> the, uh, this is, uh, we don't have time for vowels because this is a first of a kind drop culture store uh dedicated to universal properties yes i love this idea when i first heard about it so basically it's embracing that kind of streetwear culture obviously very popular in los angeles where mm -hmm. the clothing looks a lot less like the traditional merchandise we're used to and more like actual streetwear that you would wear 
out and about. So they're yep. going to continue to embrace all different sorts of intellectual properties and continually roll out new merchandise. So it looks really cool. Yep. Um, and the idea is that this is all limited edition stuff. A lot of it is uh, collaborations or partnerships with uh, pop artists and uh, kind of edgy fashion folk. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they're taking uh, favorite characters like Felix the Cat, the Universal Monsters, the Minions, uh, even E.T., and remixing them in modern street style. Um, and uh, the idea, if you see it on the shelf and you like it, you better get it because right. uh, the selection is going to be constantly rotating um uh they are uh having everything from tees and hoodies to tote bags and skate decks uh men's women's and unisex um their sizes only go from extra small to 2xl um so there might be some larger guests who uh get shut out by this uh but price ranges are not awful uh you're talking 30 bucks to 100 bucks um, I know you can spend a lot more on a Dooney or a Loungefly bag. Um, so uh, there there should be some stuff that uh, collectors will be able to uh, afford to take home. Right. Uh, yeah, this is a really, really cool idea. I love that Universal's doing it. You know, this is something maybe we would see from Disney. So I really yeah, like that they're doing it. This. It definitely does sound like a, a kind of pop-up that Disney uh, would do. And uh, they're promising new styles uh coming in every few months. Um, some of the early collaborations are with uh, Numskull's Rubber Road, Kid Robot, uh, Mary Lou Fora, and Sam Sambi Pen. Yeah. Uh, so uh, if you know who those folks are, you are going to want to run over and pick this stuff up. And um, I don't know. Resell it on eBay, maybe. Right. No. Or buy buy two, one for the closet (laughs) and one to resell on eBay. Yes. They do a great job of working with Los Angeles-based artists, which I love, and just kind of celebrating Los Angeles culture. Even at Halloween Horror Nights, they have a ton of food menus that are dedicated to, like, local cuisine. So this is just another extension of what they do to Mm -hmm. embrace their location, and I love that. I am uh, I'm curious if something like this could work uh, at Universal, either in CityWalk or in uh, maybe Universal Studios Florida, where the Williams of Hollywood shop was. Uh, maybe, maybe uh, uh, you know, we get a lot of stuff that's kind of now recently that's been like nostalgic Universal. Mm-hmm. So this is maybe like for the other side, like instead of for us Gen X, this is more for the... Uh, for the uh the kids uh (laughs) the kids for the kids thank for the youth youth (laughs) um also sticking to the west coast knott's berry farm has changed their chaperone policy for knott's scary farm uh and it's a little little controversy uh this new policy that kicked in on september 29th and is going to run through the rest of the season um, they are still requiring uh, all minors, uh, which means ages 17 and under, to have an adult ages 21 and up with them. However, uh, previously, each chaperone could only look after four kids. Uh, now the chaperones are allowed to take care of five kids, and they get a free ticket for doing so. 
Um, yeah. This, so this was basically, I was there opening weekend. This is a direct response to the lack of how busy it was. It was, it was pretty uh, quiet opening weekend. And I think they went into a tizzy, but uh, many people predicted myself included that they would bring back the frequent pass. What would allow you to come back, you know, like mm-hmm. the pass, but they didn't. And this is what they went with. And I don't know. It seems risky with how much we have been talking, unfortunately, about violence and acts of crime that go on in places that should be safe for everyone. So, well, I I mean, I, I can kind of understand the incentive, uh, you know, if, if you had a family that was used to, you know, just getting it for their teenage kids. But, you know, the parents aren't interested and can't afford to buy, you know, one more ticket. I mm-hmm. get that. But it almost seems to incentivize strangers to go out and recruit children. <laughs> it's like the grabber. Yeah, it's like, come on, kids, come to a theme park with me. Right, it's, it'll be great. Um, I, yeah, because I, as far as I know, there, there's no requirement that the adults have any relationship to the minors. Um, no. they, it doesn't say they have to be their guardian um, or parent; just uh, it has to be an adult. Um, so right. that, that could get awkward. Um, and, and also the age gap. I mean, I don't know when I was 17, I definitely would hang out with friends that would be older or someone's older brother or sister. So I feel like the sure. age is a little, you know, who's, are they really, I don't know. Are they chaperones? I don't know. Yeah. Well, and th- that's the other thing that I'm not sure what their definition of a chaperone is because, uh, the the rules say that they have to accompany their party as they enter, and the chaperone has to stay in the park. It does not say that the chaperone has to stay with the minors. So technically, you can walk into the park with them. You can go off. I don't know. Drink. I don't know if they sell alcohol during that part, but, <laughs> but you can go drink root beer, and uh, and the kids can go run wild. And the only uh, qualification is that the uh, chaperone has to have a phone. And it says that if if a minor is found and the minor can't contact their chaperone, then the minor is subject to ejection. It doesn't say that the entire party is subject to ejection or the chaperone, right. just the minor who can't contact their chaperone. So I don't... I don't know how that solves the problems. Um, uh I mean, I don't think we can solve the problem because it goes so far deep from just theme park rules. Yeah. So it, it's it's a mess. I just like want people to feel safe, you know, because theme parks are that place that you should feel safe. So I hope, you know, between this and the bag policy, you know, that was also very controversial because the bag policy now is basically the size of a large wallet. Yes. Uh, they're trying, you know, they really are trying. So I like to see that, but mm-hmm. hopefully this is a solution that works. Um, yeah, no, I, I agree. Um, maybe, maybe all of these parks implementing uh, small bag policies will inspire uh, women's fashion to bring back pockets. Finally, <laughs> like that right. could be a win for all of us. Right. You know? <laughs> all right. Um, I, 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 I'm sorry if you want to feel safe in a theme park, uh, yeah. but oh, you have another story that we have to talk about, which was Kennywood security enhancements implemented following 
last weekend's shooting uh, during Phantom Fest. Um, in response to that incident, uh, they are going to have additional police officers, a new bag check policy, and an updated chaperone policy. Um, just to recap, uh, there was a shooting inside the park on Saturday during their Halloween event. Um, no, no fatalities. Uh, I believe there were three injuries. Um, am I correct on that? Yeah, um, I believe so. Uh, the weapon was recovered. The uh, shooter was not recovered or captured. Um, and as far as I know, they do not know at this point exactly how the gun got in, uh, who did it. There are rumors that it was about uh, a fight between two groups, but they don't have any reason to believe the people who actually got shot involved in a fight. Uh, it's yeah, a mess. it was a mess. It's a um... mess. If you've been to Kennywood, you know that there are definitely ways that you can get a weapon in because of the parameter, the way their fencing is. Yeah. So I was excited to see that they actually listened and thought about that feedback because that's what a lot of people were, you know, Finally, surmising. Yeah. Uh, so one of the big security enhancement is they are paying attention to the perimeter and that included cutting down some of the trees and that's going to give them a better you know sight line to see what's really going on and i'm sure cameras probably couldn't catch anything if there were even any looking at the direction so hopefully sure. now you know with the trees down and stuff that will help that yeah aspect. yeah i think i think that is a very important thing to look at um uh, they're, they're also doubling the number of contracted cops that they've got in the park. Um, now they, their, their, their chaperone policy has been clarified to say that they must stay with, uh, minors must stay with their adults at all times. Good. Yeah, that's so good. That's good. Um, and they're kind of, you know, explaining a little bit more about their security system. Uh, and so, you know, I've seen some back and forth uh, on social media regarding Evolve, which is the contactless screening system that they use. Disney uses it. Uh, it's increasingly popular. They had it at Museum of Modern Art in Manhattan uh, when I was there the other day. Right. <clears throat> so, so this is the one that also is used in sports stadiums, I believe. That's the system. Right. And the idea is that it is using, uh, I believe it's magnetic resonance, uh, not necessarily X-ray. Um, they're kind of cagey about the exact technology, but it uses cameras and artificial in intelligence to flag people to be pulled out and have their bags checked. But it avoids having to, you, you don't have to take stuff out of your pockets. You don't have to put things on a conveyor belt. Um, so it definitely keeps people flowing a lot faster if you've if you've been to to disney you know walt disney world and seen it in action you know it's a lot quicker than the old system but there's been questions over well is that is that as secure um you know can they really be checking uh there's an article an interview that i did with the evolve ceo uh when they first came to walt disney world so I encourage you to check that out and I'm I'm personally reserving my judgment until they have some investigation that you know determines cuz to me it seems like it would be more likely that this gun got tossed in over a fence than it got walked in past security. Right. But that's just I you know I'm not an expert on Kennywood at all so uh, it's just my gut. 
Um, anyway, uh, the last uh, note is that they are clarifying that you cannot wear masks uh, unless it is an N95 or KN95 for COVID. Mm -hmm. um, so, uh, yeah, that's... It's it's a disturbing situation, obviously, uh, but Fandom Fest is still going to go on through October 30th. So, uh, you know, our thoughts to the victims and uh, best of luck to anyone who attends, I guess. Yes. <laughs> hey, you know, we I, I like talking about Halloween events uh, with fake violence and, and fake. Yes, blood. please. You know, send the grabber after me or Michael Myers, please. I don't want this realistic. Right. <laughs> Okay, well, uh, let's move up to something a little more exciting, something a little yes. uh, closer to you. The world's first launch flume coaster is coming to SeaWorld San Antonio in 2023. Uh, and this is going to be a world's first record-breaking ride. Yes, this looks really cool. So think of a traditional, you know, we see water coasters all the time at water parks, but now this is a water flume coaster, which I love flume rides. I think they're just a good classic attraction. So to be able to combine this with that kind of water coaster technology, I think this could be really cool and warrant a visit for us there. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's a bunch of firsts. It is, uh, like I said, uh, the first launched flume coaster. It's also the steepest flume coaster uh, with a 53 degree drop. Um, and it's got what they're calling North America's only vertical lift flume coaster uh, that's going to shoot you up at seven feet per second. Um, I'm curious exactly how they define that because I thought there was a version of Journey to Atlantis uh, at the uh, at SeaWorld Parks uh, that had like a, a vertical <laughs> elevator lift. Ooh, but There's also one at Silver Dollar City. If you've ever uh -huh. gone on there, basically like the River Rampage ride, you know, you're in the circular thing. They uh -huh. have a vertical lift elevator. But I think they're mm -hmm. distincting us here by saying the first vertical lift flume coaster. Flume, <laughs> flume coaster. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yes. Um, well, whatever uh whatever they want to call it uh the launch is going to uh hit 30 feet per second which uh, according to uh siri on my iphone uh is about 20 miles per hour Ooh. um and the splashdown at the end is going to hit about 37 miles an hour uh with a full ride duration of five minutes so it should be a decent length ride um not you know <laughs> It's it's this is not a Splash Mountain, um, but then again, Splash Mountain soon isn't Splash Mountain. Right. Um, yeah, it does, really you know, cool. it, it does hit a, a height of 55 feet. Um, so it's uh, you should get you should get some decent views at the top before you uh, hit the bottom. Right. And you're in San Antonio where it feels like you're on the surface of the sun in the summer. Well, actually, oh, yeah. like half of the year. So I can imagine that whatever splashes you get of water will be. Chef's kiss. Amazing. Yes, absolutely. This will be a very popular ride yeah. uh, in the Texas heat. Um, uh, Catapult Falls is going to debut uh, in 2023. Um, and uh, they haven't announced the official plans, but there will be previews for past members uh, before it opens. Okay. And... We're going to close out the news in the queue uh, with one more wet ride. Uh, this one 
is Riptide Race Dueling Pipeline Water Slide, which is going to open at Water Country USA uh, in Williamsburg, Virginia in 2023. Yes, I actually, I'm not familiar with this park, so I was excited that we had this in here and it got me to look it up a little. It also makes me nostalgic for River Country, so <laughs> every time I think Water Country, I get yeah. a little sad, but... Yeah, Water Country USA, uh, and I believe there was a sister Water Country uh, here in Orlando way back in the day that was a competitor to Wet n Wild. Oh, um, that's that's going back, I think, to the '90s or even the late '80s. But um, this one is still going strong, and it's uh, it's the kind of the water sister park to Busch Gardens Williamsburg. Mm -hmm. Uh, I haven't been there since probably the year it opened, um, but it's grown into a fun park. And this ride, which is going to open on Saturday, May 13th, uh, which is the kickoff of the 2023 season, uh, is kind of, uh, uh, I don't know if it's going to be an exact clone, but it's going to be similar to the Riptide race uh, water slide that we have here in Orlando at Aquatica. Oh, yes. And you're going to start on a 54 foot tower, which mm -hmm. that's pretty high. <laughs> yep. Know. Yeah. Got a lot of steps if you're going. Yeah. <laughs> 54 feet up. Um, and uh, each little raft is going to hold two people. Um, the course is 520 feet long. Uh, but what kind of sets this apart is that the wall in between the two slides is designed to be low enough that you can see across. Mm -hmm. A lot of these dueling water slides you can never see the person no. you're racing against uh this is designed so that you kind of see oh who's going faster who's uh and then it goes down to a down to the wire finish uh at the end yeah this looks really cool it's going to have a 42 inch height requirement so this can be you know pretty family friendly mm -hmm. yep the if you uh want a little preview on our youtube channel We've got a video of the uh, Aquatica Orlando version. Uh, and you get excited uh, for the opening in Williamsburg next May. Yes. All right. <clears throat> that brings us to the end of our news in the queue. Um, but before we launch into this week's wet and windy main attraction, it is time for us to hear a quick word from our sponsor the attractions podcast is brought to you by mei and mouse fan travel whether your next vacation is a magical trip to the theme parks an exciting adventure to the pyramids of egypt or just a relaxing cruise on the turquoise waters of the bahamas mei travel provides premium service and expert advice to help you get the most of your vacation they are always free of any hidden fees or costs to you visit them at mei-travel.com it's time for the main attraction. Ooh, he had a lot of enthusiasm in his voice for this. <laughs> <laughs> we love Greg. Um, yes, so the main attraction this week, uh, if you couldn't guess, Hurricane Ian, theme parks and attractions in the Orlando area closing and then reopening again for the storm. Um, you know, it it came it kind of came down to the wire. We didn't get official information about closures on a lot of these parks until 24 or even 48 hours out. Um, you know, we we've 
over the years, those of us in Central Florida have seen multiple times where we've had storms scheduled to come straight across, and it it turns, it hooks, it dissipates, um, and uh, you know we had that happen just a few years ago. So you know, big businesses are very reluctant to tell people to cancel vacations or to shut down parks. It's very expensive to do, right. uh, but it was necessary this time. Absolutely. Uh, it and was 100% needed. You could yeah, not operate a theme park for that. Yeah, like, you know, we grew up in the Northeast where we had that all the time happen. You know, I grew up in a beach town, hurricanes coming. You, it's no reason to cancel your plan. So I don't fault anyone that went through with their plans because there's right. so, oftentimes the majority it's overhyped and nothing comes to fruition from it. So uh, I will say it was the Walt Disney World Resort cast members looked like they did an absolutely incredible job mm -hmm. at, you know, keeping the magic alive for those families that were on vacation and trying to, you know, do <laughs> have a little fun. Yeah. Um, the, the, the employees of all of the local resorts, mm -hmm. I mean, yes, from Walt Disney World all the way down to Gatorland, uh, where Gatorland had extensive flooding and uh, I know their staff has been working overtime to make sure all the animals are okay. Right. Uh, <laughs> hope all the gators are present and accounted right. for. <laughs> None of them are, you know, swimming down to down to Fun Spot or you know, uh, Old Town. Uh, but uh, no, ser seriously, like uh, Sea World, you know, their employees uh, making sure all the animals are okay. Um, the you know staff i you know i've heard lots of stories of staff going above and beyond um and uh just anecdotally what i've heard from guests who were trapped here um a lot of mostly guests who were genuinely trapped here um because either they were on vacation uh you know and their uh the airport shut everything down you are not flying out um i i managed to get one of the last flights coming in uh before everything closed down um so either people from out of town are trapped here or people who live locally and did not have a safe home to stay in and the best solution in a lot of cases was to go to a resort hotel because um you know they're they're more secure than a lot of people's uh houses um some people were voluntarily trapped for mm. social media likes and Mom's content word. creation. Yeah. Not not gonna not gonna get in, not not gonna go there. Um uh, but uh here's what I did hear anecdotally. People who were staying on Disney property got taken care of amazingly well by Disney. Um I you know, I think they learned their lesson when a few years ago they were selling boxed dinners for like yes. 35 right. and it was like disgusting mm -hmm. so now i mean there's still it wasn't great but it was at least five or six or seven dollars this time right. around yes. instead of trying to gouge people yeah and they were offering bulma i think it was 10 or 15 dollars. i saw someone post that's amazing so, yeah you're right they did that's learn cool. their lesson they learned their lesson for that same thing people who were staying on site at universal mm -hmm. um they had characters at universal they kept the bars open they kept uh you know food going um on-site guests were really well taken care of i did talk to some people who had been staying off-site uh like they stayed off-site uh at a you know a motel and they you know they survived they made it through but like they were planning on going to universal 
the next day and Universal, uh, the first day after they reopened, they're like, we are only allowing on-site guests in here. Um, and uh, I heard, you know, if you tried to get through to a theme park customer service on a telephone during the storm, uh, good luck to you because right, you were yeah. just on hold forever and like they couldn't help you uh email them please you know right. now now that it's over send an email and they will take care of you but uh yeah You'll if you, were, refund, you know you, you will get your refund but i i heard from a lot of people who are very frustrated and it's like I mean, it's the middle of a hurricane and I'm sorry that you can't, can't pick up the phone and instantly get through to someone right. to fix it for you, but they will take care of you if you email them now. So um, real briefly, just to run through uh, Walt Disney World, um, everything uh, was back to normal operation uh, on Saturday, October 1st. Um, they are they still have the the mini golf closed um and uh they had closed fort wilderness resort and the copper creek canyons the treehouse villas things that were really vulnerable mm -hmm. um, but at this point everything is back to normal operations um, universal still has a few rides that are out of commission yes there is a hole ripped in the side of jurassic park river adventure yes people are riding river adventure anyway today <laughs> Dudley Do Right is down. Um, I believe Kang and Kodos is down. I think that one might have gotten flooded because that's right there on the water. Right. Um, a couple other minor attractions. Hulk was down, um, but I believe is is either uh, back up already or coming back up. Um, so and the, uh, uh, Halloween Horror Nights houses looked like they fared well. I think it was just some food booths, like the built-out uh, structures that had some so damage. So actually, the the uh, what they did is they disassembled. Oh, okay. Uh, I believe every single one. I don't. I don't know. There maybe there was one or two they couldn't get to in time, but right. they took all those back down. I don't know if they've gotten them all back up again. Mm -hmm. uh, that crew has got to be exhausted. They all need back massages or something because yeah. <laughs> they've just been screwing and unscrewing things all all day. Um, but uh, the haunted houses, from what I hear, um, they were, uh, you know, did a fantastic job getting them, getting them all back up and running for Friday night. Um, so kudos, kudos to those teams for um, bringing everything back together. Um, uh, elsewhere across the region, um, uh, Bush Gardens, uh, obviously in Tampa, um, it stayed closed for an extra day. Uh, you know, the Orlando parks were basically um, closed uh, Wednesday and Thursday and back open Friday. Mm -hmm. um, but um, uh, Bush Gardens uh, came back up on Saturday, uh, as did SeaWorld. Um, Legoland back up okay. on Saturday. Um, and, uh, amazingly the, the Tampa zoo, uh, and, uh, the museum of science industry, um, all resume normal operation. Um, the only thing that I have not seen, uh, a reopening on yet is the wheel at icon park. Um, um I assume that they have to do a thorough inspection of that to just to make yes. sure everything's okay before they'll put people back on it. Um, but our editor, Matt, I think was the luckiest oh. hurricane 
refugee of them all. Yes, uh, he was. I was, I mean, you never want to use the word jealousy when talking about a hurricane, but mm -hmm. his short voyage on the wish was extended. And I, oh, yeah. many, many people were very jealous of him and Jackie. Yeah. Uh, Matt and Jackie are our, our, uh, our, our publisher. Uh, they were taking what was supposed to be just a tiny little cruise on on the brand new Wish, um, and they were in the middle of uh, dinner in the uh, Arendelle uh, Theater, and the captain breaks in to announce, "Oh well, you get an extra couple of days free because we can't get back to port." Um, you know, I'm sure that for there were people who with you know pets or kids or something that that could have been a terrible inconvenience, but. I mean, if you're going to ride out a hurricane anywhere, that's the place to do it. Oh, uh, yes. For sure. It is just, since it's a brand new ship, like, I didn't get any sort of motion sickness on it. So if I was going to be stuck on a cruise at mm -hmm. choppy weather and sea, I mean, this is the ship to be stuck on. Uh, I, I have a friend who was actually also out on a cruise on the uh, MSC Divina. And the exact same thing happened to them. They got uh, an extra free two-day cruise. <laughs> Uh, so, you know, hey, you want to roll the dice, uh, schedule a cruise during hurricane season. Right. <laughs> and uh, now, unfortunately, it also means that people right after them got canceled uh, mm -hmm. uh, or rescheduled. So, uh, you know, you win some and you lose some. Correct. Well, uh, if you are... Um, if you are still suffering from the hurricane or someone that you know uh, is in need of shelter, um, uh, I know here in Orlando, uh, you can dial the non-emergency 311 uh, system to get connected with services. Um, there are a bunch of uh, organizations that you can donate or volunteer with. Um, and uh, our thoughts go out to everyone who was uh, affected by it. Um, my mom's house is in Cape Coral and uh, she got hit pretty hard. Her, her neighborhood's rough. Um, but, uh, you know, luckily every, everyone, uh, you know, my, my family is okay. And I hope your family is okay too. Yes. And just thinking of everyone, you know, and if you use attractions for a nice distraction, yep. that's why we're here. Yeah. Don't, I mean, I know it's it's hard to uh, when you're surrounded by such a serious situation. It you know you feel guilty for not yeah. uh, constantly be doing something productive or you know helpful. Um, but you gotta you also gotta think about your own mental health, and uh, it's it's okay to to take a break and um, relieve some stress for a minute. So uh, if you want to come to us. For that, uh, we appreciate it, and um, we just want to, uh, before we go, of course, thank our sponsor, uh, MEI and Mouse Fan Travel, once again. Um, thank all of you for listening, and uh, thank you for please giving us a review on Apple Podcasts or a rating on Spotify. Uh, if you need more distractions during the week, uh, we are here for you. Um, Carly, where can folks find you on the interwebs? Yes, I am on Twitter at Carly Caramana and Instagram at Adventures by Carly. 
you can find me personally at the UG series on Twitter, at the unofficial guides on Instagram, and at theunofficialguides.com, where my brand new unofficial guides to Disneyland and Universal are available. Um, and the whole Attractions Magazine family is here for you at attractionsmagazine.com, at attractions on Twitter, at attractions magazine on Instagram, youtube.com slash attractions magazine. And on TikTok at Attractions. And until next week, I hope that you folks stay safe, try something new, but most importantly, have fun. We will see you all again next time. Bye. Bye.